You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Sip of coffee for the working man, AJ Perkins. Hello from Texas. How we doing down in Texas? Mike Fraser, sip of coffee and some burnt tips. And some burnt t- oh some you mean some burnt ends there, Mike? Uh, if you've been following me, I've been barbecuing a lot. Got a uh, new smoker, Pit Boss uh, Pro Series eleven hundred. Been cooking up some things. I'm doing a salmon today, and uh, yeah, I've been loving that thing. Man, what a game changer! And you know, it's great too because I could cook up a bunch of meat in bulk. I mean, I, I bought I forget how big it was. Good chunk of poundage. Got a um, pretty much the whole whole side of a, a pig last weekend and uh, ripped the ribs off and uh, it had some burnt ends and some some ribs. Oh, so good with the ribs. First time I sauced it versus just dry rubbed it. Um, it was good. It was really good. Uh, so hey, let's let's get into uh, let's get into something. I just took a few things from YouTube, guys. Some you uh, some YouTube uh, questions here that I got. And uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions, just drop them in. You know, we'll shoot the shit, whatever. This is uh, Bench Talk Live. Just having some fun with it. Uh, blackened. Ben, I think that weighted dips are very underrated for powerlifting accessory exercises, especially for a big bench. Are you doing weighted dips? Uh, listen, I, I don't do any dips. Uh, I'm not against dips by any means. I just don't do dips because, um, you know, I've never had a good experience with dips. Um, you know, I just, I'd rather attack triceps in a different way. I mean, there's so many ways to hit triceps that I just prefer to do something else versus dips. Uh, I think there's a higher risk versus reward scenario for dips. Um, I've seen plenty of videos, people tearing their pecs and, uh, it's just one of those things where you're in a very vulnerable position and if you're not careful creating good tightness then you could definitely set yourself up for injury but if you control you know the, the depths you go on the dips and um, you create that tightness and you stay controlled you don't go crazy with the weight you don't have a huge ego on the dips either uh, I see them being a very valuable tricep movement. So I'm not against them. I means it's not something that I do in my training, though, no. Um, and I do do bench dips uh, with the arm behind you just off a of bench. But I don't even have the setup for it, to be honest with you right now, my friend. I don't, uh, you know, I don't have the, the matador attachment on here or nothing. I think I actually sold what I did have. But, um, yeah, I, I couldn't even set dips up, really, if I wanted to um, in that fashion. But uh, I, I'm not against dips whatsoever. I think it's an awesome movement. New breed. I love my smoker. Make me love chicken again. Yeah, the chicken comes out real, real juicy, real smooth. Yeah, so uh, I've certainly been loving the chicken. I've been doing salmon. Salmon's been my uh, my go-to. That's been my thing lately. J Boss five five six. There's too many other options besides dips. If and when I do them, it's with a slingshot to take the load off the shoulders and the bottom. Yeah, uh, that was mentioned a few times, doing them with a slingshot. That's I've never even tried doing that, nor really thought of doing that, because I just don't pay much attention to the weighted dips. But um, that's a great way to um, you know, take some of that stress off the, the shoulders and whatnot, too. Uh, doing it with a slingshot could definitely do that. 
um, spare your shoulder joint a little bit too and protect yourself. Sip of coffee for the worker man. Got my pigskin mug. Super excited for uh, football season. Hopefully unaffected at least from a playing standpoint. Maybe I'll actually be able to afford to go to a game, you know, for once. The freaking Pats tickets are always like three hundred for nosebleeds. Um, I am Victoria Marie. Slingshot on dips is a super good idea. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think of that my, myself, Vicky. Um, and then I, someone mentioned that I think last week too. Um, yeah, that'll be really cool to try, and uh, you know, give you a little boost out there, help you, help you really target triceps and get up near the top there. I really load it up. Uh, AJ Perkins, thanks for the shoulder warm-up videos. I've had mine dislocated multiple times, and they help to get me warmed up for benching. Uh, yeah, absolutely, my friend. Happy to do it. Guys, check out. Uh, we have a great shoulder course uh, on our online course site. Uh, you could go to bigbenches.com. Just click the online course tab. And uh, it's called Bulletproof Shoulders. And uh, we, we put a lot into that, you know, for, for what it was at the time. You know, the, these courses aren't quite as loaded as, like, our big online course, you know, for um, just going over all bench press technique and whatnot. But, man, we really stuffed that Bulletproof Shoulders course. And, uh, you know, people really seem to like that course. And we had the most sign-ups for that one. And uh, it is available. You go there. It's only nine ninety nine to get the full access to it immediately. And uh, yeah, a lot of great shoulder stuff in there in terms of how to take care of your shoulders uh, via technique on the bench, warming them up, uh, you know, prehab kind of um, recovery things as well. Doing a banded. We have a warm up in there. It's all banded. Um, so yeah, go check that out, guys. If you're um, having some issues with your shoulder, I'm currently having some issues with my left shoulder. It hasn't seemed to want to heal up on me since January. I got to start doing PT more regularly. Uh, but, you know, hey, the nice part is the shirt's very sparing on your shoulders. So I can still work in, like, pretty aggressive ram uh, and my shirt for the most part. I mean, if if I kind of get out of groove or I overpress the bar a little bit, lose my back tightness, then uh, it certainly makes it harder to hold on to the bar. But... I'm doing what I can, um, just kind of managing it. And like most things, you know, my my hand uh, was was beating the shit. I couldn't get into like a push up position without a lot of pain shooting through. I didn't know what the hell was going on, but you know, you ain't you ain't really powerlifting if you don't have your bumps and bruises. And man, that lasted maybe eight months until it just finally disappeared. You know, body's just weird like that. You know, usually you're suffering through one thing and then that goes away. Could be freaking six to eight months and all of a sudden it's gone and then shit now you hit with something else that you got to deal with you know that's just kind of powerlifting for you um but hey yeah i'll work through the shoulder thing going on now man i just can't wait to get out and compete again my next meet i'm planning to do um in july end of july jamie mata's meet there uh in uh maine maine or vermont you know one or two they're all right near each other and um and uh, then I wanted, or or if that's not going on, because everything's kind of up in the air, uh, he has one too early August. But man, at this point, I'll sign up for anything. You know, I'll I'll freaking go drive somewhere just so I can get a meeting or something. You know, mm. sip of coffee for the worker, man. It's got a funky taste to it. This coffee, I'm telling you, 
it's organic, fresh or something. Uh, it's got this funky taste to it. Not my cup of tea. Not my cup of coffee. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's okay. It's getting me through. I already had a, a huge cup of espresso this morning. So, you know, we're just working through the coffee. Keep it light. Vicky says, at the metal meet, you said, all I care about is setting up my feet. Can you tell me more about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I forget the um, the context in which I was referring to when I said that. Um, I'm sure there was a reason I said that. But um, in terms of setting up my feet, well, what I do, um, and I'm, I'm big on just letting that be a preference of the lifter. But what I do for my feet when I set up is uh, you can see when, when I bench, I go very wide with it. And many have said that they love doing that. Uh, I know Tony Carlino at one point, he was like, um, he, he has asked me about what I was doing there. And that um, gives me a shit ton more stability. I can really control the weight real well, keep my position. And um, he, uh, he started adopting. He seemed to really love it too, gave him a lot of stability. So, um, yeah, when I'm setting my feet, I'm, I'm trying to bring them out to a point where I feel a certain amount of hip tension. So it's going to be a different point each time, uh, depending on how warmed up I am. Certainly when I start warming up, I'm not going to be very wide with my feet. But as I get going, I can go wider and wider and wider. Um, for example, by the end of my sets, I'll usually have my foot almost touching one of the safety, uh, fronts of the safety things here on my bench. And um, I'm just, I'm searching for this, this amount of passive tightness. That's kind of my... That's kind of where I know where I am. You know what I mean? Because it's going to be different, again, based on how loose I am in the hips. So when I'm getting my feet out, I can kind of feel. Because if I'm way out, now I just have this uncomfortable feeling in my groin region. It's too much of a stretch. I don't feel like I can effectively drive my knees out. I'm pretty much just stuck back into a position. I don't want that. All right. So I get my, my feet out to a certain point where I feel that passive tension on the hips it's not too much on the groin region but now i can drive out um with my knees uh very aggressively to create more tension and um that's gonna change that's that pretty much dictates where i put my feet um so hopefully that answers your question or gives you the info you were looking for you said when you're warming up um yeah so i guess it would just be i'm, I'm getting wider and wider as i i go um, because I'm again just searching for that amount of passive hip tension, wherever that may be. Um, thy lines question about the dead bends. Josh Bryant talks about doing only one rep, then rest to eliminate stretch reflex. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, that's usually how I would program the dead bench as well. I mean, the dead bench, hey, that, I, I'd say Josh Bryant popularized that. More than anybody. I mean, he's still the bench guy. Uh, you can't deny that. He's worked with numerous people who have found uh, tremendous success. He's working with Julius Maddox now. So I certainly look to his stuff, too, to learn. And, um, you know, he, he says do one rep. And, uh, hey, that's that's how we program, too. So um, it, that seems to work. And, and definitely to eliminate the stretch reflex, um, you get the benefit of that. But I've also done... Um, dead pressing for reps too uh, i do this one called double dead press um i guess that's kind of what i deemed it i don't know what else to call it, or a dead press with a pause and um you know i set the uh it was great when i was pushing my raw bench um that was like a year ago trying to do a meet raw and um 
I, I could tell since I did so much shirt and stuff for a while, I was I needed to build up off the chest. I need to have more spring and pop off the chest. And this movement really helped get me there quicker. Um, I do it for secondary work. I would do three sets of five. Or moderate weight. You really don't want to go too heavy. It's more about getting that tightness and, and um, you know, moving quick, stopping the weight and stuff. So I set it up like a dead press. And, you know, it's real low on the chest, as low as it can be. It's just about touching, all right? And then, boom, I press it. But I press it. Um, I only go like an inch or two. And I want to immediately dead stop. But I don't want to keep drifting. I press it, inch. Hold it again, so it's kind of like the second wave just kind of hitting you there. Got stabilized again, and then pressed through. So like a double pause type of deal. Um, so that's one that, that I thought was really effective for um, helping me get more pop off the chest. But um, yeah, if, if we're doing um, dead press for our athletes, we're doing a uh, work up to a top set for the day. It'll be one rep. And then you'll see like that double dead press type of deal in there. Um is secondary work sometimes too. Sip of funky coffee for the working man. Alexander Perez, what's up, my friend? Hey, coach, sip of coffee for the working man. I'm getting ready to sign up with you for coaching. I'm very excited. Can you please explain what your coaching includes for those who don't know? Yeah, absolutely, Alex. I'm super excited to have you join us as well. Uh, so uh, to give you a quick rundown on our, our coaching program, and I think uh, yeah, I was just thinking the other day I want to kind of summarize um, that intake form, that questionnaire that I have. I wanted to do a podcast on that just to, on how I gather background information, how I start our athletes out and stuff. But um, pretty much our online coaching program, I think we do um, a real tremendous job versus – you know other programs out there. Um, I'm constantly trying to progress things, find new ways to um, you know communicate with our athletes. So we have a couple apps we use. I make use of Google Forms for check-ins and things like that. Um, just trying to really up communication best I can. Uh, Coach Now is great for that. We use a Coach Now app. So uh, with that app, we have our athletes in there. That's that's where they post up videos because what I like about the Coach Now app. Uh, it's very fluid for, for communicating, kind of like Facebook in a way, but you post up videos there and I can actually go in and I can voice over them. I can draw on them. You know, I can do all kinds of telestration and stuff. Oh, we had uh, oh, the YouTube just conked out on us. That's never happened. I'm sorry, guys. We just had the YouTube conk out on us here. Now is that's weird. It just shot. It just shut down on us here. What the hell? That's never happened before. Uh, hold on, guys. I'm gonna pop us live again on here. Yeah, resume. All right, guys. Hey, uh, so I apologize. I don't know why the uh, YouTube popped off here. Everyone watching, I apologize. Our YouTube just popped off here. I guess, I guess we got it back. I don't know what the hell that was about, but um. Anyways, I was kind of going over the coaching program. So we use Coach Now, and that's our main communication platform. I can do a really cool, like, telestration thing on there. Um, and we use Train Heroic, and that's where the programming comes in. So you get that all laid out on an app on your phone. It tracks everything, the statistics, all that stuff. So that's a really cool app. Um, it's free access, uh, those apps for our athletes. I pay for the service, but they have it for free. And, um, yeah, that's, I mean, we... 
you, you do the scheduled day, you, you post up your videos, you know, and I'm, I'm doing it throughout the week. So I'm not just waiting until the end of the week to get people's videos done. I want you to have the feedback as soon as you can. Um, so usually within three days or so, I'm, I'm giving you, uh, you know, some feedback on what I'm seeing in your lifts. And I always try to push something, you know, like, hey, focus on this. Let's work on this. You know, because I always feel like no matter how great you are, you can always improve. You can always find improvement. And that's something I'm really big on. Um, so that's that's something that I definitely try to push with our athletes. And, um, yeah, we get free access to the, the team group, of course, to uh, the VIP membership. You get that as well. Uh, so yeah, we just that's if you have any other specifics. I mean, that's uh, that's kind of the rundown on it. We use a lot of different things to uh, to really up that communication and make it a, a great experience for our athletes. Mm-hmm. Are you planning on competing in a full powerlifting meet in the future? Uh, so full power, mm, not really, not really. I kind of have some bench goals now. I'm leaning out. I'm actually two forty. Um, I was actually two forty seven point eight the other day, and um, the next meet I'm definitely doing at two forty two. All right, uh, and then from there, who knows? I might continue leaning out, might not. But I'm kind of just riding this um, this bench press wave right now. I wanna I wanna really up that, um, up some of the numbers. You know, so that's where I really have my attention set right now. I'm, I'm sure I'll go back and do another full power meet. Um, definitely want to improve over last time. I was still really irked about the deadlift. I felt really strong for the deadlifts, but the grip issue got me. And I've been actually practicing hook grip. You can see, oh, already cracked open on me again. You can see it's bleeding again. Jesus, that thing won't heal. But ripped that off. That was over a week ago now. Uh, ripped that callus off. But it's been a bitch, that hook grip, I tell you what. Vicky says, thank you for the info. See you in Alley sometime soon. I hope I hope so. I hope we can meet up at a meet. That would be awesome to see everyone again. Uh, Logan says, I did six rep max bench for last week's max effort work. Should I do a reduced range of motion lift like a board press for this week to target more triceps? Yeah, you can. I mean, it's hard to answer those programming questions because... Um, I don't know the background of your training or your scenario or where you're weak, so it's kind of it's really always difficult to to answer those types of programming questions on what you should do. Um, but yeah, definitely if you feel too that lockout could be improved for you, that's certainly something to do, and that's a strategy that I'll do sometimes with our athletes, depending on you know where they are in their recovery. Sometimes we'll do we do like a good chunk of volume, uh, lighter weight sub-max week, week one, week two, a um, little less volume, a little higher weight, but still like a volume-based day, doing more reps, full range. Week three will either be some type of a deload, or it could be a deload in in terms of we switch up the movement to a partial range, so you know, it's like deadlifts, maybe do pause deadlifts, deadlifts volume, and then week three would be like uh, block pulls or something. Um, a much higher partial range of movement and then we go into the the rep max testing or the testing type day so sometimes we do it that way instead of going week three maybe it's like speed work or something like that very lightweight trying to move explosively all right super steve what's up steve he said hurry call tech support i was on it i'm surprised how i just maneuvered that i got the youtube back we're all good we are all good we are rolling 
Um, so, hey, uh, we got any questions coming in? I got a few that I, I took from YouTube the other day as well. So I will uh, we'll go through those. Advice on finding ideal grip width on bench, not overstressing the shoulders. Um, so typically if you have shoulder issues, I find that um, because of the reduced range of motion, a wider grip is usually going to be a little bit more friendly. Not always the case. It certainly puts more... I guess the demand on shoulder stability to be a little bit wider, but because of the reduced range of motion, I find that that certainly helps me. Um, so finding ideal width, I mean, what doesn't bother your shoulders? Is there a grip width that doesn't bother your shoulders? Uh, try it out a little bit. Maybe close grip takes you out from being that wide and then the close grip's where you need to be. Um, that's certainly the case. I, I'm working with a lifter right now. We have a lifter on our team. She is uh, having a hard time with the wider grip. She's been a little bit closer. See, I would have a harder time with the close grip. I need to be a little bit wider. So if you're trying to avoid that discomfort, you just kind of, kind of play around with it. Um, potentially do some partial range until that heals up and kind of know what's going on with the shoulders. Um, also know if, if that's just a weak point. You know, check out your overhead press, see if you got to build that up or something. You know? So hopefully that helps you out, my friends. Just a little bit of, of experimentation there. Um, you know, play into your, your strengths too. You know, if you're a very tricep dominant bench, maybe you go a little bit closer grip. You know, if you have if you get a little more boost out of the reduced range of motion, you have a good arch and stuff, you know, take a little bit of a wider grip. Alright. Blacken. Well, when I am doing bench press, I am touching in the sternum. I want to go lower, but I feel more stress should I open my grip up more um, all right so uh, that's a tough one to address I don't know where you're touching in relation because uh, it's very easy if I could just see if you're touching too low you say you want to go lower um, I you know if you have to go lower and that's that's not going to be conducive to going wider uh, if you're in a shirt, you know, you have to, you can tuck the elbows, but I don't like that, that elbow tuck thing, not for raw lifters, not for raw lifters. You want to be disconnected from the back. Um, so if you're trying to touch lower, it'll be a closer grip because you're going to be able to have your elbow close to your side. Therefore, you're going to land a little bit lower. All right. Uh, if you're in a wider grip, usually you're touching higher because the only way to get down lower is if you were tucking like real extreme or something. You know what I'm saying? So that, uh, I'd have to see what's going on there. Compound lift coaching. How many days a week do you bench? Uh, so right now, I'm, I guess you could say it's two bench days. I do have an accessory day, um, which is geared around doing some shoulders, some back work, things like that. Um, but it, definitely two days, I'd say, is you got some benching in there. All right, I'll bench today and I'll bench Friday. And now that I have a crew coming by, help me out, uh, it's pretty consistent. You know, it's going to be a Tuesday. I'm going to be doing a lighter lighter form of benching, um, accessory stuff, hit the back hard. And then I'm going to be doing my shirt of benching and, and heavier benching on Fridays. So that's that's a pretty consistent model right now. Uh, Rhino's Jim, can you explain the hand placement in a single ply bench shirt? For example, wider, mid, close, and how it affects the bench. Uh, yeah, so with a uh, so a wider grip is usually going to be the best strategy for a bench shirt. Okay, 
you're going to want to try to get as wide as you possibly can index on the ring. It's going to cut the range down. And if you have a tight shirt, you know, you, you don't really want to travel far in a bench press shirt. Uh, it also allows you to have that ability to tuck with the movement. If you're in closer, yeah, it's, it's more strain on the shirt. So maybe if your shirt is really worn out or loose that day, I've certainly, I had to bring in my grip one time. I actually ended up bombing out the meat on the bench, mind you. First multiply meat. All right, I could definitely go into that one with you, but the shirt, I cut 27 pounds in that week for that meat. Squats felt great. You know, it's very easy to adjust those things too, like a squat suit, jack up the, um, you know, wear briefs or something, jack up the, the straps. And it's easier to make those adjustments uh, given you lose weight or something. Uh, bench shirt, you know, you don't have a ton to play around with there. Um, the bench shirt was very, very loose on me that day. So I actually had to go a little bit closer grip because that was the only way I was really feeling like I was stretching the shirt good. Otherwise, it was just coming right down. Um, but uh, it, it'll certainly be harder to get down. And, you know, it really depends on the tightness of your shirt. Like I said, if you have a really loose shirt, maybe do a little bit of a closer grip. But I'm always in favor. I'm always going to have our athletes try to get their hands as wide as they can, do an index on the ring. That's just going to be beneficial towards uh, being able to tuck into the movement, um, to, you know, be able to throw your elbows back into the press too. Um, so that's going to be really, really important um, in terms of the grip and the bench shirt. Okay, so hopefully that answers your question there, Rhino's Jim. Uh, I'm going to jump into some YouTube questions now. All right, well, I got a couple here I wanted to address. And if anyone has any questions or anything, drop them down below. Uh, Tagalog, you know, this is, uh, these are YouTube handles. These aren't Instagram handles here. These are YouTube names. Uh, Tagalog with Aspinoy. I'm assuming that this is uh, a foreign country. Do you drive with your legs when lowering the bar and raising the bar, or pressing the bar, or just when pressing? So he's asking, timing leg drive, am I just going to use my legs when I go to press the bar, or am I using my legs when I'm lowering the bar, doing all that as well? Alright, so uh, I'm a big proponent of always using your leg drive. Once you get set up, you have to use your legs to get a good setup. If you don't, you're really missing the ball in terms of your setup. Your legs help prop you up and get all your weight centered into your traps. Alright, so if you're not using your legs on your setup, that's a big mistake. And then you also want to use your legs the whole time thereafter because if you're pushing your legs, you, know, you can keep driving up into your traps. As soon as you don't use your legs, your position collapses. That's just how it is. So your, your positioning is really kept by your leg drive. And then... Um, if you so I, I do the hundred to hundred twenty thing. You might have heard Eric Spoto do like he, he has fifty percent leg drives to keep his position, sixty, seventy, eighty, he's getting closer to the chest, then a hundred. I like more always a hundred. I think it's a better teaching mechanism. Always a hundred leg drive. And then if you have anything left to give, you give it on that press. Um, but for the most part, you gotta engage your leg drive as that bar is coming down. Uh, you're going to look to get more spring out of being able to load your back effectively than your leg drive. That's my whole thing. Okay, sure, you can kind of dump touch and whatever, try to get a big pop from your legs. I'd rather get my tightness by loading my lats effectively by keeping my position, getting that spring that way, versus you know being very lax with my positioning, traveling further, getting loose with my back, and then relying on momentum from my legs. That's just how I would spin it 100 times out of 100. Okay, 
So hopefully that answered that for him. Uh, let's do a sip of coffee for the working man. Mm. All right. Got another one here that came in from YouTube. All right. Constantine Everfire. I'm 140 pounds body weight. And my home bench only goes up to 100 pounds. I can rep that almost 30 times. Haven't gained any reps lately. How can I get my reps up? Uh, so this is a, a tricky situation because you can't really overload anything because you're stuck at 100 pounds um, just being able to rep that out. If, uh, you know, it really depends on what your goals in the training. I mean, obviously, if you're a power lifter, this, this model is not going to work for a sustained amount of time. I mean, you're going to have to find a gym or you're going to have to uh, find a way to load up more weight. Uh, that's just gonna how, how it's going to have to be. You can't just keep um, trying to get reps up. Because the thing is, now you're such on the endurance side of thing that, you know, it, it could be a shit show anytime you're trying to do more reps. There's going to be huge variances versus just going for a one rep max. You know, that is what it is. When you're trying to constantly hit new rep maxes like that, I mean, how fatigued you are during the day or in nutrition, or you're just going to have way more variances in that, that testing model. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, how you can build that up if that's your scenario for now and um, hopefully that can change for you in the future but if it's just strictly working in this scenario how can you get those reps up uh, you could consider adding uh, bands or something to the bar um, that could potentially allow you to have a, a heavier strength stimulus uh, if you're stuck to just repping out like that I would look to use some um, different strategies like Rest, pause, you know, get, rep out as much as you can, rest a certain amount of time, get right back into it. Um, you can work with those uh, kind of every minute on the minute thing just to, to really key in on endurance. You know, the thing is here, you got to have some kind of endurance-based model if you're going to try to hit a max of 30-plus reps. You know I mean? It's such a, a muscular endurance-based uh, feat that you're going to have to train muscular endurance all right so everything you do has got to be super high reps maybe you go partial range and you try to do more than 30 reps sometime and then you work it down boards or something but everything you do has got to be really high rep if you want to build up high rep you know what i'm saying you got to have some endurance piece of the muscle to be able to um you know um, um kind of work through like that lactic acid buildup and everything that'll slow you down you know be able to dispose of that quick and, and keep going you know what i'm saying so that's how you're gonna get better at doing reps i gotta get creative there but uh, hopefully you can get some kind of significant strength stimulus in there at one point all right so hey that's all i got for the youtube um the questions there okay uh you got any questions that you're watching you can drop them below sip a coffee to work a man if you want to just you know drop a topic or something want to shoot the shit i'm all for shooting the shit too so uh you know shoot away sip a coffee i tell you Something's wrong with that coffee, I'm telling you. Alright guys, I'm here for you. Uh, if you got any more questions, otherwise we're going to be wrapping up. We're wrapping up. First I just want to say, I want to thank you to everyone who tuned in live. We try to do these every Tuesday at 12pm. I'm, I'm very uh, very grateful that all of you have, uh, have tuned in to watch. Um, please do 
give the uh, the VIP membership a look. We are actually going live in that group this Thursday talking about specialty bars. So we're covering all specialty bars on the squat, camber bars, um, talking SSB bars, talking buffalo bars, the actual squat bar itself. We're talking bench bars, football bar, bamboo bar, deadlift variations like the trap bar, what a deadlift bar can do for you too, how to work with a stiff bar versus a deadlift bar. So we got a really cool presentation going on Thursday. Obviously, you get all that extra bonus content as well. Things we post, tech, technique videos on the, the deadlift and the squat. Training thoughts. You know, I just posted something the other night I was super pumped about, super passionate to, to teach as a coach is um, how, to, how to be a good intuitive lifter. You know, having um, that good intuitive sense about how to adjust what's going on in a given training session. So, hey, there's a bunch of awesome stuff going on in that group. We have a great community of lifters. You can get some technical feedback on your lifts. So check out the VIP membership. That's my little plug for the podcast. Super Steve says, do you think the Pats will get another ring without Brady? Um, yeah, well, I mean, it depends how long a span of time. I'm certainly sure they, they will eventually. Um, if, um, you know, do I, do I think that, um, Stidham's the guy? I don't know. Hard to say. I mean, it's technically rookie season here. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say. I don't see them being bad this year. I don't see them doing like worse than eight and eight. You know, I certainly see them making the playoffs. I'm thinking like 10 to six, 11 and five. You know, they're just not going to go and completely tank as a team just because Brady's gone. And if the, the pass is shown that they've been very successful without Brady as well. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I certainly see them in the playoffs making a Super Bowl run. That's kind of tough. You got to you gotta deal with the Chiefs and whatnot. So they just have to catch a, some really nice breaks in the playoffs. It certainly wouldn't be easy, but... Um, I definitely think they'll they'll get some more rings, but that's also me being a home for Pats fan and not not really knowing when they when they sucked. You know, when I when I started watching back in two thousand one two thousand, and uh, you know they were always always a contender. So man, you know I don't even know what you know losing football feels like, which is pretty pretty crazy to think about. You know what I mean? Um, growing up, you know I'm I'm t- I'm going to be twenty nine this year. Um, and I haven't really experienced losing football. You know what I'm saying? Because when I started watching, at least, they, it was always winning. So um, it's certainly I don't know what it's like to, to be like a Browns fan. I'm certainly it's filled with heartache every year. But um, I'm hoping that don't happen to us yet. Other than that, you know, I'll hang my hat on the Red Sox or something. Hopefully they can make another run. But, uh, you know, Boston's usually in it somewhere, so. But, man, I can't wait till sports come back in general. I'll tell you what. All right, guys, so I'm going to wrap this one up. I appreciate everyone that tuned in. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoy doing these every Tuesday. Um, please join us next Tuesday. It should be going on at 12. And you could drop your questions in our IG stories on Monday. You know, Even if you leave me questions on YouTube, I'm starting to take those too. So... Uh, plenty of ways to, to uh, get involved with the podcast and whatnot. So, hey, everyone, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm out. I uh, hope you all have a fantastic day, a fantastic week, and I will see you.